Why, hello there. This is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Number one, you'll get our weekly quick hitters. Number two, you'll get feature conversations that are too hot for our regular show. And number three, we cannot leave out number three, why Jesus will bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help AG3 afford his Peloton subscription. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening to High School 510. Rest in peace to Cicely Tyson and Hank Aaron. The great Cicely Tyson. I ain't taking the vaccine. Could the vaccine kill Hank Aaron? You didn't even know he was still alive. Cicely Tyson passed. She still look like Miss Jane Pittman. My sister, come on, man. <laughs> Rest in peace. I don't know if that was it or the fact that he was just old. I think he was old. <laughs> yeah. It cracked me up too when people be like, oh, oh man, how did, how did he go? It's 90. <laughs> <laughs> it's a celebration. Man, if you can live to be 90, God bless you. Uh, yeah. Man. And, they, yeah. and then people be sad. I was like, like, hey man, that, that autopsy come out yet for Hank? Why would you need to do one? <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter what he died from at that age. <laughs> as long as he wasn't on the back of that Cadillac with JFK, he, you fine. Want to talk about the women's tennis a little bit? Come on, I know you like tennis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> well, Naomi Osaka winning. He liked tennis. This fool is a <laughs> modern day Rick Ross. If he would, if he would have born in LA, he would have transferred to Dorsey just to play tennis. Come on, we ain't had a real brother play tennis. You know, James Blake was was it James Blake was the closest one. And then all the other ones are like French. playing tennis. We got the real sisters representing them. That's what's up. Always right. One of them's representing Japan. I also want to get into Draymond Green's comments about the the league, Aaron. I know you might feel a certain way about it. I think it'd be a good hey, conversation. I'm already ready for that one. That's the one I want to spend more time on than all that other NFL hey. compression, all that other bullshit. Uh, and then I got a game for us to play. Oh, shit. And then uh, quick yeah, This dude say game. He's the only person he mentions a game, and you got to think. Like, what, <laughs> what, what, what he about to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. My games aren't that bad, bro. Y'all yeah. act like... Y'all act play like, a game, yo. Y'all act like games got a bunch of racism in them or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> it always got racism. <laughs> it's got a bunch of racism. That's what, That's why Kamal was, was like... Oh Lord, I don't want to get in trouble. So who would you hang? What? <laughs> yeah. Are y'all ready to start the show? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, do it. All right, all right. Come on. I need a letter. Ara. <laughs> Ara. <laughs> Ara. Raccoons. Regulators, rakes, spiritual auras, 
Ciara. Come on, man. Colleen. <laughs> Rig Bertamentu. Rig Bertamentu. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at highscore510.com, at highscore510 on the Instagram and the YouTube, and Hipster Horcrux on the Twitter. We might get a new Twitter coming back, so just keep an eye out for that just in case. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash, backslash highscore510 um, and help support our indie podcast. Uh, we, we love your support. Anyways, we are here with... Uh, this is Aaron Grayson, also known as AG3, coming at you faster than Ted Cruz, blaming his kids for something he did wrong. Please believe me! Please believe me! <laughs> and we are here with... Hey, everybody. It's your friendly captain and grandpa, Papa P. Uh, coming to you faster than, than um, frozen highways. Welcome to Mackin' with the Cap. Pietro, that was your sound drop, but it is also leading us into a impromptu episode of Mackin' with the Captain. Pedro, when walking around with your uh, beautiful, cute grandchildren, what is the best and most effective line to mack on a hoe? A <laughs> hoe. Uh-huh. I'm glad. I'm glad this is PBS. Uh, Can't you just be a woman? Got to be a hoe, picture? Come on, a, a whole a whole lot lizard, huh? Uh, Mackin on a woman, Mackin on a prospective new side chick. Hey, uh, hey, here, look, honey. Uh, you want to go in here and get this free meal at this show? Needs. I already know what social economic background that woman fall in. So as he said, <laughs> that work. <laughs> That's low end. Hey, 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 honey, you want to go to the next town? Do you need a ride? That's a low end. Hey, Joe, over here, so macking like, on great, great value women. Low That's end. that Walmart chick. happy <laughs> And we are here with... The one and only Mr. Mosky Walski is in the building. Mr. Mosky's doing great. Mr. Mosky won't hate. And I'm just here to let y'all know that I'm back at it, like a crack at it. And I got more questions than a crack fiend who's scared to take the vaccine. Mr. Cosby's doing great. And Mr. Cosby knows that God is watching over him. He knows that these are lies. They persecuted Jesus and look what happened. That a crackhead scared to take the vaccine. <laughs> and my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that ting ting. The D is silent, so it's just jart. But at the end of the day, I'm still Adrian, a problem, Bronner. They can, man. Anybody can get it. Africans, I just beat the fuck out of a Mexican. Oh, no. <laughs> Call him the can, man. <laughs> Call me the can, man. Thank you. Did he fight last night? He did. Definitely interview. He's still fighting. There's an interview that got sent to us. I don't know when that interview was from. It seemed like it was recent, but he's like, about the can man. No, the last night he was like, Man, I only had like $13 before this fight. Now I got like 13 million. Oh my goodness. (laughs) He fought last night. Yeah, all all these news articles say, Is he is he 
past his prime. <laughs> because yeah. who no, did he fight? <laughs> so he, I, I don't even know who he fought. He fought Giovanni, but, Giovanni Santiago. <laughs> so he, he fought an Italian hairdresser from Chile. He was like Puerto, he was like Puerto Rican or Cuban. Puerto uh, Rican. But like this, he fought someone that ain't even got a Wikipedia page, man. His name's all in black. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I can't even click on him. Man, you ain't fight nobody. I ain't got no Wikipedia page, bitch. <laughs> they made their own Wikipedia page. <laughs> So what happened, um, they were talking about is he washed up, I guess, the after fight because I think he won in decision. Um, the guy he was fighting didn't even land his punches. He was just swinging and missing. So he got him out there with some tomato can and uh, I guess to try to... That's I guess why he's the can man. Too many fighters. The can cone man. The can man. <laughs> so I guess it ain't too many fighters out. Um, so I, I don't know. He's he got a gift from somebody, I guess, to I guess promote him a little bit. Because wasn't on pay, it was a pay per view fight, right? Pay -per -view. No, no, this shit is on Showtime, man. I think uh, Showtime is like pay per view, that's a pay, pay for, man. Still, that shit it's paid for, but that it's that not a it's not pay per view because I know Showtime you can get that fight on any app. Any app, <laughs> okay, you, didn't, you like Pedro said, you ain't you didn't even have to stream it illegally. I can watch on YouTube. <laughs> it's like, it's a YouTube it was boxing. on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube it was on boxing now. YouTube 15 second delay. <laughs> Come on. And it sounds like he probably shouldn't have won the fight. Who did that? Man, wait, how much did he say he made after the fight, Jerry? He said 13 million. Well, he's like, I had $13 come in and he said something. I don't know. He, I don't he know trying to act like he broke. You don't want to. It, it, it ain't no acting. Ain't no right. <laughs> Broker. <laughs> <laughs> And he probably did have 13. I believe that part. <laughs> Man, Maybe. this thing was a Showtime triple header, dude. Because <laughs> I, I remember, because I was like, oh, man, what's the Showtime movie of the Saturday? Damn it, this fight coming on? I got pissed. No, oh, you could have watched The Can Man. You could have Man, Hormel, Glory Greens. <laughs> I worry, you know, I hate hearing him talk. Cause he never say anything good. You know, you know how remember when it's like whenever Trump talk, you're like, okay, let's let's see what we get what bullshit we gotta hear now. That's how I feel whenever Adrian Broner opened his mouth. Right? It's like I usually like these flashy <laughs> shit talking Brothers. dudes, but he's not that. He thinks he is, but he, he, <laughs> he don't wanna have be that. It's annoying. He wanna be that, yeah. Whack. Even like Mayweather, like he who isn't like the most like crazy art, you know, we think of like articulate dude, but like he actually like knows how to like actually like Talk some like just shit. He knows how to talk shit. Yo, yeah. what else he do? He wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a one. Yeah, takes the sport serious. Yeah, no, he's type he's just a bad human being. He's just yeah, awful man. Being. So it's yeah. Like, dude, people try to like you. Like we wanted to like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we gave you a chance. We gave you a couple chances. Is, is Adrian Broner the new? Um, what's that? What's that light skin dude from New York? Uh, that, Picking fights in the streets. And Zab Judah? No, Zab Judah, yeah. Zab Judah dead. No, Zab Judah no, alive. <laughs> Gary, he in jail. Is he in jail? Something no, happened man, he, he, alive, he had a stroke. Man. He had a stroke or something. Something Ooh. happened to him. Yeah, something happened where he, he was like, he had, I, think I he thought he died, place. man. I thought he had no, like he a bad died. stroke no, or something. Like, Aaron, you get a magic mode for killing somebody. <laughs> That's another reason. That's another way to get magic moments is if you yeah, kill people off one of them stroke, dudes. Hey, he did. Something happened where he, after a fight, I think he had, yeah, led him to retiring. I think he was doing interviews on Vlad TV. Recently. Yeah, I see. I'll be seeing him on Instagram. Vlad TV probably. closed down. No, I don't okay, think so. Okay, you get it. They, they shut down. And, and they still open. Is he dead? 
Who the quarterback for the 49ers? Is it Y.A. Tittle? Is he still playing? Do they have black quarterbacks? I come from that boat. If you don't see him no more, he's just dead. Can a black man play center? Does he have the mental capacity to play center? news and uh, sports I news and dog shit <laughs> is that you all you've been you over? just realized this right now <laughs> he's like i've been smelling shit this whole time <laughs> wait don't you got a dog now come on this ain't mud <laughs> wait is that <laughs> from your dog come on is that yeah. from your dog? obviously no, your dog ain't house trade no nah, this, this room is connected to outside oh <laughs> but still i didn't go in the grass so i'm confused <laughs> <laughs> You better get yourself. Hey, that's what I keep extra chopsticks around the house from. Uh, <laughs> you got to get in those little threads, man. For nasty motherfucker. Um, well, let's get into some some sports some real quick. News. Yeah, some oh. sports, sports, Thank and you, sports. Naomi Osaka won her. Is this her third Australian Open now? Is her fourth? Fourth, no, it's uh, her second Australian Open. Well, she won the Australian Open this week, um, defeating some lady named Bundy or Brady or some sorts of that en route to uh, winning her uh, straight set title. She defeated the women's goat, Serena Williams, in straight sets on that one. Naomi Osaka, the new champion, has the torch been passed? Has the torch been passed? Well, way mm-hmm. Serena Williams was crying. Um, maybe it has. Osaka just looked like she was dominant, just dominant, just just controlling the ball, putting the ball right where she wanted to place it. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, I'm like, whoa! It made Serena look like one of them white girls from Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, he didn't just say that. I saw it too. I watched it too, and and Osaka looked like, you know, Serena looked like she's the maybe slightly still more powerful player. And Osaka has that that power with that, just like she was just controlling the shots she was hitting. She was hitting some beautiful shots. And where she was putting it, Serena was playing uh, more defensive. And you saw that. There's a lot of uh, unforced mistakes, too. Well, so. she's 39 years old. And uh, and right. and the fact is, I think it is a passing on the torch, but it isn't like this one passing where, you know, she just came in and got dominated. She also was fighting father time or mother time whichever one you want to use, right? So that's who she's fighting. She's 39 years old. She had a kid. Her clock is ticking. Um, and I tell you this, I, I think you're right, Jared. Her sharpness on her shots come from because she can't play as much as she used to, right? Every time you look, she's like not entering in a tournament or dropping out the pre-tournaments. Off. Yeah, she's taking a lot of time off. I mean, she dominated some of the top women to get to that right. uh, semifinal. She dominated, but the recovery isn't there for right and i think that was her realization in that press conference yeah, yeah. At, at this point serena is a veteran yeah mm-hmm. and uh and a superstar so yeah. she's just at a certain point like you said she's not always in the tournaments yeah, but it's osaka's time to shine right now but i wouldn't even though it's her time to shine i wouldn't count sir i just would not count serena out because these yeah, things can see tighter like next yeah. year mm-hmm. serena's winning everything you know yeah. so Roger Federer got one, you know, recently, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere, where it looked like okay, his time was up. He was old. He was he was he was past his prime, and then all of a sudden he sneak in there and win one. And yeah. I can see that for Serena. You know, I, I think her best bet would be to skip the French Open, skip the hard ass clay court. That all that sliding is going to be hard on her body. Uh, have a little more recovery and come back mm-hmm. in time for some soft Wimbledon, 
and U.S. Open, you know. Like I said, this is Osaka's first one. I wouldn't count uh, out nobody last name Williams on a tennis court. No, yeah. I, well, I don't count out anybody <laughs> named Williams when they walking behind me either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, you are a tennis coach and extraordinaire. So, so do you think that uh, Naomi Osaka is the best women's player right now? Right now, I believe she is. Yeah. Right now. But that doesn't take away from the greatness of Serena yeah. Williams. But her, her and I Serena say. are still very close, you think? Or do you think I, the gap is considerable now? I, I think Serena's still up there because look how far she's getting in these tournaments, you know? Yeah. Tennis ain't like other sports where it's like it's <laughs> it's tennis season. You're playing all year, yeah. you know? So yeah. You think she's, she's staying in these tournaments because of her, her raw power? Because yeah. I, as, as I've seen a soccer, I mean, it's like she couldn't chase the ball. Serena looked like she couldn't chase the ball at all. Yeah, Saka was just putting it in places she couldn't get to. So you yeah. think Serena's is just doing it with her, just her raw power? I think she's dependent more on her power now because she had the combination of power and speed to be able to get a lot of those hard shots and then change the dynamic because she would get to those, like they make a tight shot, you know what I'm saying? You 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 hit a winning shot and if they do return it, you think, oh, they're going to return it with like just like a lob, right? Just to get it back over. But Serena had the speed and power to then be able to get to those shots and hit them and put that person on the defensive. Osaka had her on the run. You know, she's too busy having them babies and reading Reddit all the damn time. <laughs> Women ain't supposed to be on no tennis court. <laughs> Damn, Aaron, why you say that, man? Come off the audio podcast, man. People know. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Well, um, any final takes on uh, on the tennis thing? Uh, I'm happy to have women's tennis playing. Uh, happy that this is the slam season again for for uh, men's tennis. I feel sorry for you. Wish you could catch up to women's tennis and be enjoyable to watch. Women's tennis. That's another. That's another sport. Men's Men's tennis. It's just women's tennis is a lot more action. Men's so, tennis is served, so you're saying out. Men's so you're saying you would watch Agassi and Pete Sampras. So yeah. There's two men's well, my boy Michael at, Chang was out there chasing every ball. to do something else. Is it Djokovic? All he does is serve all day. Yeah. That's all, they all do. Better. All those guys just serve 140 miles an hour. Just like, hit this. I need to hit this. Men's tennis and men's volleyball, man. Two of the most boring sports to watch. So, so you're telling me you, so, so you're telling me you would you would watch uh hockey over men's tennis? Man, if he changed I'll... his name to Novak Djokovic, then maybe I'll start watching again. Tell me. He didn't just say that. <laughs> come on, come on. I watch women's ping pong over men's tennis. I watch men's ping pong over men's tennis. Men's ping pong is kind of crazy. I watch that stupid ass sport that's cracking in Berkeley, where I know you've seen them uh, come ball. all over there, Willard and at the Collegiate Quidditch, where they're using that hard ass wooden racket. Pickleball. <laughs> Pickleball. Now, I don't know if I could watch that shit over Men's Tennis. I don't know. Pal is here. Popping in. I want to say what's up. What's up, Pal from New Orleans? Hey, Pal, how's it how's it going down there in New Orleans? Is it cold? Is it Mardi Gras? Is it everything? Is it uh, so yeah, we had Mardi Gras on Tuesday and we, you know, did what we could. Um, I had a great night, but um, obviously much different than in years past. All of the, the cultural traditions being shut down and but we still had a great time. And we did have a cold front. Um, a lot of my plants died in the front in the backyard, but it's back up into the 60s now. 
You better go out and get you some plants for filling now in Minnesota, pal. <laughs> you better go to Scandinavian Designs and buy your plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those would never die because they plastic. <laughs> yeah, right. that's too much. I was like, I had this plastic bowl of fruit and it ain't died. <laughs> the whole plastic bowl of fruit thing. Just, I never that. Like, it's like, why not just have some real fruit that you could eat? Like, because yeah. then you get fruit flies, Drosphalia. That's why you're supposed to eat the shit. Who came up with the original fake? fruit basket and that that person has to be you know honored for their ignorance probably some italian blowjob no definitely not an italian oh my god no come on Gary. <laughs> Gary. from 1890 to 1915 four million italians mostly sicilians came to the u.s by 1920s two million of those packed up and said fuck america we're going back and a lot of it was because the produce and, you know, there's an Italian phrase, the air in America destroys the family that Italian women used to tell their husbands. We are a people that is connected to the soil and we do not participate in any type of fuckery. That Every would... time I go to Olive Garden, I see fake plastic wow. plants. Olive yeah. Garden is not Italian. Authentic Thank Italian. You. Thank you. They say Olive... everybody's family. That's, I'm part Italian now. Olive Garden, is real created... Italians. Olive Garden is created by some Anglo-Saxon. Probably from Boston. Probably from Boston. <laughs> Looking bulls exactly. like, man, we got pasta every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pasta. You get the pasta. It's like it's like Papa 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 John's John Schneider, who's how is he even Italian? <laughs> he's he he he's about as t- Italian as a uh, fucking Shaquille O'Neal, dude. Yeah. Hey, can somebody tell me how um um Hispanics come up with so many pizza powers? Can you explain that to me, uh, pal? Wait, uh, Hispanics come out with so many what? Pizza parlors. There's a lot of pizza, pizza parlors. Pizza uh, parlors. Hey, hey, man, if I don't get, if Jared don't hit that motherfucking button, I'm going to be pissed, dude. <laughs> Said it twice wrong. Pizza parlors. Same thing. So, so is Pizza Parlor, Pedro, where the QAnon and Antifa theories came to life? Exactly. Pizza parlors. <laughs> Supposed to be a parlor, dude. All right. Well, um, pal, uh, you have a special Black History Month, Black people, Black people saving black people. baseball. Uh, let me see if I have the sound. I don't even know if I have the right sound. Black I think. <laughs> well, yeah, the right sound is Jared saying Black people. <laughs> say, he's voice crack. It's like, it's like Jared's like Kermit the Frog voice. <laughs> he's saying less cool than I would expect Bob Costas to say it. Exactly. I don't have a problem with black people. <laughs> it actually, you know, it actually threw me off in the first segment. I was so excited to do the first segment, and then his bitch ass voice kicked, and it like threw my whole presentation off. Yes, cracker. Hey, crackers, cracker. All right. Well, let's go to uh, black people saving baseball. Quick, 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 quick. Oops, wrong song. <laughs> oh, shit, show over. Welcome to this week's segment of Black History Month, Black People Saving Baseball. Uh, hope all of our uh, loyal uh, listeners and followers are having a nice Black History Month. And we wanted to, since it's not the baseball season and there's not um, active baseball to report on and Black people saving it, of course, we wanted to highlight this moment, a, a historical moment in Black people saving baseball, with ha- which has multiple um, manifestations, which we're going to get into. 
as you can see, I'm wearing my Toronto Blue Jays 1993 hat. So let us rewind the clock to 1993. That was a great year. In the um, 1993 NLCS, the Philadelphia Phillies, which was a team known for overweight, drug abusing, middle American uh, white players, namely John Cruck, who was lifted at 5'10", and about 220. Uh, that but... dude was not 5'10". <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it was only 220 also. <laughs> yeah, both those numbers. He was probably 5'9", so 280. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, I didn't mass index. So in the NLCS, the Phillies, which again, Lenny Dykstra, Darren Dalton, uh, Jim Eisenreich, uh, John Cruck. Mitch Williams. Mitch Williams, of course. Can't can't forget Mitch Williams. Kurt, a young Kurt Republican supporting Kurt Schilling was also on that team. So That's you when can he still imagine, have money. You can just imagine the, the the racial politics going on in that Phillies locker room. However, there was <laughs> one black guy on the team. Do y'all know who that one black guy was? Tom uh, Baptiste. No, no. Uh, hold on. Give me he was kind of round too. He wasn't super round either, right? What position? Give me the position again, pal. So he was their third baseman. Jared was correct. Kim Baptiste from New yeah, Orleans. Was, okay, Kim Baptiste. Kim Baptiste. I'd never heard of him before. <laughs> but in the NLCS, Kim Baptiste hit a walk-off against uh, the, the, again, the mostly Caucasian Atlanta Braves. Chipper Jones, uh, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox. And... The, and so, and, and, and here's a game. Oh, where you, is that a sound effect or is that someone it's, else? It's a Pedro sound Somebody effect. about to go get the switch. <laughs> <laughs> got five seconds. And <laughs> ends up hitting, hitting the walk-off double send the, that, send the Phillies to the World Series. That was part of black history in my in my house. <laughs> All right. I like some baseball. <laughs> get them get, get on the potty. <laughs> Yeah, use the potty. <laughs> Go in there and make some greens. So the the one black guy saves the Phillies whole season by hitting a, a walk off to get them to the World Series. Uh, I want to bring us attention to the uh, Phillies center fielder Jim Eisenreich. Remember, remember Jim Eisenreich? Cracker ass cracker. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Skin, you know, one one of the most unappealing, skinny, no, no power, no arm. Like, like, how do you have a jersey in a professional sport? So the one interesting note in Black People Saving Baseball wants to point out is that Jim Eisenreich was the starting center fielder in uh, 1990 for the Minnesota Twins, but lost his starting job and was ultimately cut by the Minnesota Twins to make room for young, uh, up-and-coming phenom Kirby Puckett. Shout mm. out to Kirby Puckett. Sounds like a sponsorship. The round mound of rebound. That was that was wow. not his nickname. <laughs> if anything, he was a round mound of sexual assault. But keep going. <laughs> Highlighting the lows. <laughs> I'm just paying as is. That's how it's supposed to be. Jim Eisenreich loses his job and then joins the team of other you know, dysfunctionally non-athletic white guys who are being bailed out by Kim Batiste from the world. <laughs> now, the Phillies make it to the 1993 World Series where they they face a team that was stacked with Tony Fernandez, Roberto Alomar, 
We're not going to mention John Olrude. Salty ass motherfucker. <laughs> John Oliver no, was, was black, man. He wore a helmet. <laughs> you know, you know what made me believe that he had black in him? Because he wore a helmet in the outfield. Yeah, no, he, was, he was like, he was, he was, <laughs> I'm wearing his helmet. John Olrude right now is somewhere wearing three masks. <laughs> 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 and, right. and a helmet, a bike and helmet. A face and, uh, he got one of them. Of the <laughs> he got one of them Segway helmets on. <laughs> helmet with a visor. <laughs> so then, Devon White, Joe Carter, Devo. Ricky Henderson. Um, Ricky Henderson. Don't forget the pitchers. And Juan Guzman. Oh, Juan so, Guzman. Blue Jays. Don't forget their manager. Don't forget their manager. Tito Gaston, baby. Exactly. Tito Gaston. Tito Gaston. What is Cito da- Cito Gaston doing right now, by the way? Just uh, like, probably just trying to keep his sciatica from hurting. <laughs> <laughs> that man had back problems when he was managing the, the Blue Jays back in the day. He couldn't sit down for shit. <laughs> it was hard for a black man to even sit down back in them days. So we get to the World Series. So this is like a the cultural clash of black people saving base versus, you know, West Virginia's finest Phillies. <laughs> and, and so now we get to uh, game six of the 1993 World Series. The Blue Jays were down, I believe, two runs. Jared, cue the video for us. Let's look at the tape. I believe the inning started off with Ricky Henderson getting on base and Alomar getting on base. Dave Stewart pitched that game and Joe Carter hitting the walk-off, grand, uh, walk-off three-run homer, not only to win the game, to win the World Series. You know, th- this inning, you know, is is one of the pinnacle moments that, you know, black people saving baseball need to need to rewind to, you know, where you've got three black guys, you know, getting on base and winning the game against uh, Mitch Williams. You just throw look at where this pitch was, by the way, in Canada, no less in Canada and that shitty ass stadium now okay. called the Rogers Center. Uh, Shout out to Joe Carter and uh, black people saving baseball from the six. This influenced Drake to be all he could be, I'm sure. I feel like he's crazy. The crazy thing is how Toronto got Joe Carter. That was the crazy thing. So Joe Carter won the MVP with the Padres like a few years before that, in which he had a horrible year. But Roberto Alomar was on the Padres with him, and I believe Tony Fernandez, and one other guy who they had like one of the craziest, craziest like on base percentage. Right. And so this fool had like some unbelievable year in RBIs, which he didn't even do much. He might have had 50 total hits, but those hits produced like 175 RBIs because they were just always on base and they were still in base. They were in running position. So he wins the MVP that he probably shouldn't deserve. So it like boosts his stature up a lot. And Toronto was really trying to go for it, trying to go for it a couple of years earlier. They kept getting close, kept getting close. So they traded some weak ass white fools that was supposed to be dope to, to the Padres. And dude, th- think about it. They got Tony Fernandez, Alomar, and Joe Carter in the trade. That boy is good. Wait, okay. That wait, can we take- <laughs> hang, hang on. I'm going to look this up real quick. We need to see who those white guys were. Dude, yeah, look up who these dudes are. Those I don't know. A white. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Traded by, by the Padres with mm-hmm. Roberto Alomar to the Blue Jays for Fred McGriff and Tony oh. Fernandez. That's the crime dog. Because I was like, there was one player involved in that that was tight, though, and it was Fred McGriff. Because <laughs> then Toronto, so you know what? That even links up more to black players saving baseball because that that Tony Fernandez and Fred McGriff team got San Diego back on the map and in the playoffs. With this black 
black people, black people saving baseball, baseball. historical moment. Can we also just acknowledge like how important it was for us to not see that Phillies team win with the, with the level of players they had on that team and the type yeah. of people that were on that team. Um, I think we said it before. They look like a Midwestern uh, beer league softball team. So, well, and it just, it just highlights the whole kind of cultural double standards in baseball because you know, the, the white baseball establishment likes to critique non-white players for not respecting the morals of the game or the bat flips or all that type of shit. But these dudes were off the chain. Like these, these dudes were, you know, drinking pails of vodka in the dugout, like <laughs> doing hella different, like Lenny Dykstra's a straight up dope fiend, but like got a got I a, am a dope fiend. <laughs> totally, Jared. That team getting a ring. And Wait, like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Lenny Dykstra. Cracker ass cracker. Oh. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine that team going to the like Bill Clinton White House, like for the World Series. You know, like that would just what a shit show that would have been. <laughs> yeah, the White House would have been filled with saltine ass motherfucker. <laughs> the White House stays filled with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> In basketball news this week, Draymond Green was not happy with the NBA and their treatment of players, especially when it comes to trades. He had this to say. To watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull****. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it. I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer and he's not good in someone's locker room and he's the issue. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous, and I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have a great night. I'll see y'all tomorrow or Wednesday. Right. Can he finish his statement before he can stand up? <laughs> y'all do whatever the fuck y'all want, man. Y'all do. Like, like, yeah, I'll like, talk to y'all later. I'll tomorrow. see y'all tomorrow. Next time. <laughs> On the Thursday. <laughs> yeah so uh draymond green speaking up for the rights of the little man or the players i mean um no, man. You know how big andre german's contract is 
You know how big Andre Drummond is, period? He's making more money than most school districts have to spend on their entire fucking uh, staff. (laughs) Shout out to Oakley. Standing up for the little man. Uh, Arnold Willis and Mr. Drummond. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well, um, Draymond Green, what do you guys think about that? I'm going to say this. I'm I'm glad he stated his opinion and how he's feeling. And uh, I'm one of those people that always say never... I would have liked that he put more thought into it because it looked like he was going off of pure emotions. And because of that, he was very wrong in some of those things he said. And I don't think he realized. To quote Don Draper from Mad Men, that's what the money's for. And I agree. That's what the money's for, right? It's a collective bargaining issue, one. Two, a lot of his facts are off. Anthony Davis got fined, not just because he made the public statement he wanted to get traded. He sat out. He didn't show up. That was what his fines are for. You have a contract. That is what your fines are for. These are collective bargaining issues within your contract. You know, we're in the middle of the player and power movement, and now we're starting to get to the spoiled side of it, right? It's starting to look more spoiled to me out of it. Like LeBron agreed with everything he said. I'm like, dude, that is what the money's for. You got paid a lot of money. They can trade you. A team can say, we're going to trade you because they're already telling other teams we're open to trade this person. So they could come out publicly. What can't happen is you can't sit there and try to run behind the, the whole system of how you trade. And what is it called? What Magic Johnson did, whatever the shit he did when he was talking to people and making phone calls when he was not supposed to be. Oh, collu- to- not colluding, but um, uh, no collusion. So, yeah, it's something that you can't okay, do that. Was Draymond Green right? Should he have been fined as much as he was fined before for saying it? No, I agree. He shouldn't have been. No, that was ridiculous. But at the same time, I mean, there's rules, the regulations, they were, they collect the bargaining issue. And two, here's another thing. He didn't have enough information on the Cleveland thing. One, they already contacted his agent before they sat him off. Two, Andre Drummond was not surprised by this. This was the plan. They came up to him. They told him, look, we're going to go younger. And I think Andre Drummond's part of this. What they did is actually going to help Andre Drummond out. Because in the NBA, you get paid, they go by your per, your per 48. Your per 48 is what you pay by. That's what your numbers would be if you played 48 minutes every game. Them sitting them out helps him. Because they already said, we're going to go with Jared Allen. We traded for him. He's younger. He fits the system more. He fits today NBA more, right? So we're going to go with him, which means you can still stay on. Andre Drummond can keep playing, but his minutes are going to drop, which means his numbers drop, which means that hurts him money-wise. This was the best thing they could do for him. I don't know where Draymond Green's talking about. He got to stay professional. He knows. It wasn't like they did it backdoor. They didn't do it last minute. I found out they told him like a week ahead of time about this plan. So he knew this going in. Part of him warming up was part of him staying in shape and doing things like that. That's why I said he spoke with a little too much emotion. And players need to understand, look, man, this is the process. We collect the bargain for this process. We get paid a lot of money for this process, right? Like, I mean... What do you want? You already get you get more money than any other sport. You got more freedom and more power than any other sport. But is it not enough? Right? I mean, I don't understand. What does he want out of it? What does he want? Yeah, James Harden got got dogged out because he was acting like an asshole in Houston. He's acting like an asshole. He spit all over the place. He threw a ball at a rookie. He was an asshole to everybody there. They were happy when he was gone. Don't just be like, man, y'all, y'all castrated him. No, no, I'm sorry, Draymond Green, but castrating, go ask any, any steer. What's the difference between how James Harden got castrated and how they got castrated? Ten t- uh, not even close. Not even close. He got called out for his bullshit of him hanging out with rappers with no mask on in a room full of people. That's what he got called out on. Showing up with bags full of uh, thousands and thousands of dollars to, at strip clubs. 
That's what he got called out for. Man, I don't know what 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 do players in the NBA want, man? I don't understand. What do they want? They what already got they already get for me. They get their diaper changed. I guess they want their ass powdered too. <laughs> and and I think what some of these players also need to remember is you a black you a black boy. I knew you was gonna play that. <laughs> it's not even that. It's you're an employer to employee situation, man. That's what it is. You ain't signing your own checks, right? Yeah, you ain't running marketing campaigns that's bringing in more fuck. Yes, you are playing Draymond Green. I agree. Yes, you are playing. Yes, you guys put a lot into it, but you're not in charge of the public publicity machines. You didn't put money in to buy this franchise. You don't put money in to pay the paychecks for people that's out doing more work to get you more notice and more money. Yeah, yeah. Both, I ain't seen one of these players sell a jersey yet. Come on. Hey, and I've worked back door to teams. I was the guy in the equipment room, in the locker rooms, setting up the jerseys four hours before the game while they went home to take a nap and do those shit. I was the guy that worked in the equipment room washing fucking jerseys until four at night or on the road trip with them, taking my shit, going to some ghetto-ass fucking laundromat in the middle of Norfolk, Virginia that's open 24 hours that they run their holes out of. I was the person doing that. No you player like came that with dude me. who played quarters with Michael Jordan. <laughs> it could have been. Like I uh, said, and let me tell you this, not once did a player ever say, hey, Aaron, can I roll with you while you go do this? Yeah, I'll keep you company. No, no. No, they did they thing. The most they would ask, hey, Aaron, you got the car, right? Drive me the fat burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you want to go out clubbing with us? Yeah. Afterwards. No, Kid. man. Like Aaron said, they're starting to get comfortable with the power. So they're being more outspoken when it comes to how they're treated. Uh, this is a new NBA. Let's, let's talk about the position. Andre Drummond, in today's basketball is really not a sought after um, talent because they want people that can play the wing. They want people that can shoot. They want everybody to be six, eight and shoot the ball. So it's difficult to put him in. Um, you have to have a certain team. He's got to be, he's got to be on a certain team to where he uses talents. There's only so many places he can go. In my opinion, uh, Andre Drummond, it was a good fit. They started off strong. I, I don't understand why they would want to trade him, and he's not old. Yeah, it's not like he's young. old or something. Looks like he can defend and run the floor fine. Um, the better question is, what the hell Cleveland do? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to trade away all the talent. They already drafted two point guards, <laughs> and actually seemed to be working. It seemed to be working in the beginning of the season, and they just went away from it. It almost it made no sense. But they got Jared Allen, Pedro, who who they play the same position and he actually has that trade didn't make any sense uh it didn't but it may it made sense for the future he's a lot younger and a lot cheaper but he's okay and he, and he still puts up numbers still but he's gonna number. he's gonna end up needing to get paid soon because he's been in the league yeah. for a few years now it, it all comes to cycles but like still nowhere near everybody yeah. all these players are just they're they're spoiled you want them to have their power you want them to be able to go wherever they want to go but yeah, Dream Dream always running his mouth anyways. I agree with that last statement, man. <laughs> yeah. Draymond is like at this point, he just got a reputation. So they don't they don't show him love, you know. So he, he's just frustrated, man. He reminded me of that pastor that be that that, that light skinned dude who was pop locking and be cussing, reading <laughs> the, the Bible on the uh on the television. The talking about preaching. Revan X, he talking about Revan X. <laughs> yeah, that too. Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> that that yeah. dude. <laughs> 
He kind of said, like, back, up, back up the camera so they can see me. Yeah, back, yeah, that dude. <laughs> yeah, look, look at him today, though. Things have taken a wrong turn. Damn, damn, that wasn't already on a wrong turn. Come on. It got worse. All right, well, let's get to this game. I have a game I want to oh, play. Pal, do you want to just watch the game or do you actually want to do you want to participate? I want to participate. Well, okay. That's what it is. All right, we're gonna do a is, game. Is it fun or is That's it bullshit? This dude. It's, it's fun. Be, it's How, be you fun. just asked that question Pal. with a Jared May game. Pal, it's fun. It's gonna be racist. <laughs> it's not gonna be racist. It's not gonna be racist. It's not gonna be racist. It's gonna be talk about tasteless. We're going to do a Black History Month game of password. And uh, if you don't know how this game works, um, there will be a password. That is the word that you all are trying to guess. Um, you will be broken up into teams of two. So one person from each team will be the clue giver each round. You can give one word clues. Your clue can only be one word, okay? Chick-fil-A, one word. And it will go back and forth between teams. So team A will give a clue. Their guesser will get to guess that answer. If they don't get it right, then it goes to team B. Team B will then give another clue. And that team gets to guess the answer. If they don't get it right, it'll go back to team A. Each clue that's given, you want to pay attention to because it's going to be building. And eventually somebody will get the right answer, hopefully, okay? Uh, what if it's a name like A.C. Cowens? <laughs> what if I, what if what if the words LJ and I'm trying to use AC as my hint? You can't so use I, Ford Bronco. So I just gotta say Ford or just Bronco. Yeah, you gotta say I, Ford. I gotta say, then, can I say AC or just A? And then I gotta wait till next time to say C. Uh, say, uh, no, it's all right. I'll just use murderer if that one come up. <laughs> all right. So it's Kamal and Aaron. Versus oh, Pedro and Powell. I'm switching it up. Pedro and Powell versus Kamal and Aaron. Let's get to this game. We're going to do a round of Black History figures or Black Excellence figures password. So I'm going to give you a name of an example of Black Excellence. Could be an entertainer. Could be anybody. All right? OJ Simpson, John Lee Malvo. <laughs> <laughs> My boy John Lee Malvo, man. What is best killers in North America? <laughs> Was he the one? Was he the what DC is, sniper? What it, yeah, yeah. That what is people? Go. People who would have did a better job with the uh, insurrectionists at, at DC? <laughs> who are people who would have done a better job? Oh with shit! All right, here we go. That's some great spelling there, Jared. <laughs> oh, damn it! Yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> Give yourself a magic moment. <laughs> Hold on, I spelled the name wrong. Real bad. Uh, <laughs> after this round is over, we're explaining how you said the name. All right, so Pedro, go ahead and start. Vader. 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 Yes. Famous person, pal. Five seconds. Go. I'm going to buzz you. You got to guess, uh, guess out no, there. I don't, no, I don't got it. Bo Jackson. <laughs> Aaron, on to you. Mufasa. James Earl Jones. <laughs> I'm like, Kamal's on the ball today, man. He ain't doing it. crazy ass <laughs> shit like he done in the past. He's this guy. Price, he didn't say Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> This he little Jared wrote James Ear Jones. James Earl Jones. Come on, pal. He's an actor. Pal, hey, man, pal, don't watch a lot of TV, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he did Mufasa's voice. Mufasa's voice. He, he did, voice. He did the voices. voice? Yeah, he's a he's an actor. James Earl Jones. He the, original, the original guy in Fences? The original Fences? He's the father in um, 
Coming to America. Okay. Coming to America, March fifth, baby. Pal, you never uh, saw yeah, Coming no, to no, America? I, yeah. I, now I don't feel so bad. I haven't. I don't know. Pal, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know who these black people are. That's a little too black, buddy. <laughs> got some black shit. The freaking Lion King and some Hollywood. That's some Hollywood. <laughs> That's true. That's a city. Disney Thank thought you. it was. Though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's a black movie. Thank you. We didn't name one black movie he was in. We didn't name what. We should have said so many. It is Kamal and Aaron's turn to start first this round. All right, Kamal, let's go. Let's do this. Do it like the whole neighborhood watching, Kamal. We're going to do it like the whole hood watching. Railroad. Ooh, Harriet Tubman. There you go. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. They got it. All right. You know, Jim, when we, when we did this show in person and played this game, you know how much drinking we'd be doing during this? <laughs> you guys doing it in the morning. I'm only off of coffee. Uh, exactly. uh, pal, you guys are going first this time. Okay. I mean, I had a little communion wine, you know, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, a, I usually go to the Catholic church to get my communion every Sunday. I go hit like the one Catholic crowd. church. I hit like three Catholic churches. <laughs> get enough communion to get me buzz. Then they realize they like, hey, what's a black man doing in this Catholic church? Ooh, NASCAR different. The police drive in the front. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, okay, Panther. I know this doesn't help you much, but Chadwick Boseman. All right, Aaron. What is his name? Messiah. Michael B. Jordan. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> pal, he got it wrong. He got it wrong. He got it wrong. So, pal, you get another clue now. Oh, okay, okay. Chicago. Huey P. Newton. Nope. <laughs> I got it now. Aaron, you're sound to clue. We're about to go undefeated. Black. Fred Hampton. Oh, this y'all are far behind. Michael B. Jordan, dude. This is <laughs> I said Michael B. Jordan. I, I said the side, he said Michael yeah. B. Jordan. All right, Pedro. I'm sending At you. least Pedro was on the right page instead of Black Panther. <laughs> this motherfucker said Michael B. Jordan, dude. I have to realize what show I'm on. Y'all like to mention Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> All right. Mosky, you guys get to start this round off. All right. Do I give him the good version or the ignorant version? <laughs> oh my God. Either one. Your choice, man. Uh, you know, the ignorant version might work. Who knows? Uh, cocaine. <laughs> he must have really been ignorant. Yeah. Uh, Rick one James. Mm. All right. Pedro. I remember he said cocaine. Yeah. Oh, man, man, I ain't know that we can repeat quotes. Obviously, you said cocaine, right? <laughs> Bobby. Oh, yeah. Bobby. Um, I remember he said. Okay, uh, so Whitney Houston. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the ignorant version the cocaine the ignorant version hold on I need to know that. it was cocaine the ignorant version there we yeah. go yeah. there we go all right all right you guys are I would have said crack but she said she don't smoke crack that's for <laughs> yeah, poor people it's whack it's whack <laughs> I was going to say whack 
like, no, I better say somebody. She got too much money to be doing cocaine. There you go. All it's right, pal. Bodyguard. Is that one word? Yeah. Man, these yeah. don't know how to yeah, drive right. this road course. All right, here we go. Next one, next one. Pal, you guys are the first clue givers this round. So, pal, go ahead. Master uh, I've got a few words here. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, blowout. It's a bad clue, but. <laughs> <laughs> blowout. Um, Jerry Sanders. <laughs> Ain't nothing but those apparent. Diana Ross. You actually got closer than I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really shocked. All right, Aaron. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Um, tough. Products. Products. M- Madam CJ Walker. <laughs> wow. This fool gets stuff like this. He fuck up. Whatever you give him like the easiest one. I would have never got that. Great clues. I'm telling you, it's something about him playing this game, Pedro. I played it with this is my third oh, time playing this ball. There was a time that you give him he had five say, like clues. entrepreneur, but then that could be anybody. It's time that you give Kamal five clues and they all around and it's easy and he won't get it. And then all of a sudden you give him this one word that barely match up. Complex individual. <laughs> Uh, I got Shot Dog and Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and Baby Yoda. That that means you guys have won the game. You are the winners. Like that there? Yep. And for your for your winnings, you guys get a copy of Beetlejuice. And and come on, man. Yeah. Better gifts in you. Africa. Wow. <laughs> when the movies start well, being in here or in there, in space, in Africa, it's it's done. <laughs> in. <laughs> well, pal, pal, I'm glad we didn't win that. I'm glad we didn't win that game. Exactly, pal. This is you oh, worse off winning than you were Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is our segment we end the show on. Everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, talk shit about something that's been bothering them or frustrating them. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. We're burning God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I meant what it meant. Gonna let you down. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I know it seems like during these times of Cutty Corner shout outs, I'm always attacking millennials, right? Yeah, you are. And look, here's the craziest (laughs) thing. I got a lot of millennial friends, older millennials, a a few younger millennials. And I like millennials. I like people in general, period. I don't like to group people up. But part of that, the problem is I'm having millennials is the constant support. Once, once millennials get behind one thing, they all feel like we all have to get behind it, right? And it's whether it's, whether it's you know, shit like, whether it's good shit such as like, all right, the need to be inclusive, the need, the, the George Floyd, the protesting things and things like that. They, for every good thing, there's always other strange shit they get behind that just don't make sense to me, like i.e. Tide Pod Challenge. The uh the damn uh, ALS ice whatever it was ice dump didn't make no <laughs> sense. Dude, raising money didn't make no sense. But you know everybody whenever a millennial does one 
It's like it just spreads like a fucking virus. That's why we probably got COVID, not because of people not wearing masks, because millennials, they so good at spreading shit, right? But it's certain things that really shocked me. And this one uh, really came up and I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks and I've been trying to get a little more background information on it. And this is what I just can't understand. The, the fact that millennials think Trevor Noah is funny. That's the biggest problem I have right now. This dude is corny. He's cheesy. He's about as funny as a goddamn aneurysm, right? And then when I talk to other millennials about it, they're like, oh no, Trevor, Trevor do you watch Trevor Noah? He's hilarious. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Look, there's comedians that their jokes don't really settle in with me, but I can see why they're funny, right? I'm not a big Kevin Hart stand-up fan, but I can see why it's funny. I can see why people love it. I, I've watched some and I'm like, you know what? It's, it's humorous. It's funny. Uh, there's other people I feel the same way about. Like I watch their stand-up and I'm like, all right, they're funny. It's not my type of humor, but they are funny, right? Sarah Silverman was one of those people back in the day. I was like, she's funny. She's not my type of humor, but she is funny. Right. Janine Garofalo, same way. Not my type of humor, but she's funny. But then you get to someone like Trevor Noah and it's just, he's just not funny. He's corny. He's cheesy. But millennials all back him up. Man, you watch Trevor Noah. Look, The Daily Show's been on a fucking decline, man. Take me back to the days of when, uh, what was that dude from Sports Center was on it? He was hilarious. And then it went to, uh, uh, what's the dude, the next dude that was actually good? John um, Stewart. John Stewart. John Stewart's the second dude. John, no, it was the other guy that used to be Keith Olbermann's partner. He was the first Daily Show host. And John Stewart, he, he was so funny that the people who was under him on the show got other shows, right? Mm -hmm. They yeah, got other shows. His show was great. It was hilarious to watch every day. It got me into it. And the Colbert show was hilarious. I spun off. And now we're stuck with Trevor, Trevor. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here like, my God, man. Like, are you serious? Is this, do, do, do you have anyone that you talk about with these jokes? Are they all a bunch of yes men, millennials that's around you? Like, man, you hilarious, man. You right, you right, <laughs> Capo Corona. Capo Corona to a go away. That's hilarious. Dude, it's cheesy, man. And people are like, man, did you read his book? Did you read his book? You know, he's from South Africa and this and this, this and that. They can have his ass back. The worst thing that could ever happen to South Africa was when they gave it to Nelson Mandela and black folk. That was a great nation. Now, notwithstanding apartheid was wrong, we all know it's wrong, I'm against it. There should have been some other resolution, though, than turning it over to Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Big Nelson Mandela, what is he good for? What is he done? <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet you Nelson Mandela was funnier than Trevor Noah. He was probably he funnier probably when he was in that prison. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. Uh, my corner, my Cutty Corner shout out is going to be slow. And I'm not Dorian. I know you're not Dorian. Okay. <laughs> my Cutty Corner shout, shout out going to grandkids. <laughs> yeah, take, take your baby. Um, my um, my um, Cutty Corner shout out goes to. Uh, goes to people talking to you in political stance. I can't even, this is mainly truckers. It's mainly mm -hmm. old, like older white dudes. You try to relate to people. I'm trying to, and I feel bad about this too. I feel kind of way because these people actually checked on me while I was in quarantine. So I'm like, all right, you nice guy. I know he's a nice guy and <laughs> the most, most part they are reasonable, whatever. But 
when I went to work the other day, I was talking about the weather. I was just talking about the weather in Texas. That's all I was doing. And the same thing <laughs> political. All I said, hey, my cousin, my cousin's yard is covered in snow. And he turned it into, man, ain't that crazy? You see what you see the, the windmills froze up and the solar panels uh had ice build up on them. <laughs> and now they don't have no power. I didn't say anything. I didn't even know what was going on. I actually didn't. Honestly, I did not know that all of Texas had lost <laughs> the major power grid at the time he was talking to me. So I didn't know what was going on. So I'm like, why is he telling me windmills are fr frozen and um, there's ice build up on solar panels? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. It was doing a report and I'm like, oh, they happen, you know, our truckers, they, they, they leave the stuff on right wing radio. So I'm listening. I'm like, oh, my God, this man, word from word. He didn't, he didn't use any of his own. He didn't use his own thoughts at all. Word from word, talk to me about some damn windmills in Texas off the right wing tele, off the right wing radio program. Word for word. He didn't even, he didn't like, you know, how they say paraphrase. Yeah. He didn't do that. He basically talked to me like exactly what Sean Hannity said. He parroting. He's parroting. <laughs> like, Ooh, I can't wait to I'm like, this. dude, you, I was talking about the snow. I didn't, to the, to I didn't say dude. anything about the power. I was like, my cousin's yard is full of snow. So white people, if you can't talk to the minorities without using your talking points, just 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 hello, goodbye. Hello, goodbye. Mosky, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Oh yeah, man. I got a I got a couple shout outs. <laughs> I got financial uh another financial uh cutty corner shout out. Oh cool. Can you give me can you give me a corp? I need an S corp as soon as possible, Mouski. Go, go get you a LLC.com and we're gonna take care of you. <laughs> Subscription. Now, Dave Ramsey is supposed to be a financial guru. He's supposed to speak to the common man. He has a thing where he says, I want you to take the baby steps, okay? Just start with an emergency fund for just $1,000. The same guy with that approach who tells you to save money and don't get a loan and don't do any of this goes on Fox News and what does he say? I don't believe in a stimulus check. If 600 or $1,400 changes your life, you pretty much screwed already. You have a debt problem, a mental problem. That's what he said. The guy who tells you who he thinks he's relatable, he tells you to start off with $1,000. It's <laughs> telling you, you fucking crazy just because you need an extra boost. So the government says, hey, you can get 1,400. That, that's 400 more than what you told me to start with. It's a stimulus. It stimulates. You're helping me. So all throughout Corona and all this election stuff, this dude has been really showing his true colors. I don't care if he got them other two black dudes who speak for him too. He is full of shit. He's starting to show us who he is. He did that shit. He did the whole Rush Limbaugh is the Elvis radio shit. Fuck that dude. However, I'm still following him online because he does have little gems, but that's this is why you can't just just take people's word you know you, you pick and choose it's, yeah. it's, it's like it's like spirituality i like shit muslims say i like shit christians say i like all kinds of shit i mix it all in and take it you know but i know when you full of shit and that was full of shit 
So <laughs> fuck him. Shout out to him. Another shout out go to Robin Hood. Y'all still fucking up. You're supposed to be on the road to getting right. I had me some nice earnings. And I had some nice earnings and I wanted to say, okay, let me transfer that shit into my bank account. All my accounts have good standing. I'm a great guy. I got good credit. Nothing wrong here. I transfer the money that I earn and this shit said failed, 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 hella failed, failed, error, failed. Nigga, I want my failed. Customer service, no response. Ain't no such thing. Phone number, automatic system. Ain't no such thing. Oh man, I want my money. You keep saying transfer, error, failed, failed, error, failed. So fuck them, they need to get it right. Um, I would like to take all my money out of there, but I heard some more horror stories about doing that. So I'm gonna wait till some of these things get to where I want to be and try to cash out and, and, and override them fails. So yeah, shout out to all the janky financial shit that's going on in the world right now. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to, well, quick one, goes out to the uh, American Idol uh, judges because y'all are just corny and annoying. And you got Lionel Richie over here smiling, All looking, right. got a hairline that would make Aaron try and, you know, do some research on which which contract he signed with the devil. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Where my contract, man? <laughs> yeah, you got Katy Perry who over here just doing all kinds of just, just she straight cooning. And then you got the. She straight the, cooning and get her proactive. Yeah. Give her proactive. And then you got the, and then you got the country singer guy who's, you know, just trying to, he's annoying. Just get him off the show. Anyways. Um, but they, they gave a golden ticket to your, your girl, uh, Kellyanne Conway's daughter to go to Hollywood. And if that wasn't a, uh, PR stunt and a PR move, I don't know what was because How did she sound, she doesn't sound terrible, but she doesn't sound great. <laughs> I was like, she is far from great, but not too far past decent. Right. And one of those things where it's like, they passed up on a girl who had a much more powerful, much nicer voice. She had a father who fought in the Korean war and looked like he was like 80 some years old and probably went back to Vietnam and got him a nice young Asian woman, got her pregnant and had his 16 year old daughter, uh, which he seemed like he was overbearing and all about, he, he, he was fucked up in the head. Crazy guy. Sure, but sure. She, she passed around. What? Like she progressed through the show. No, so they're doing, it's they're the doing, prelims, it's right? the prelims. They're oh. doing all the, all, this is like the part where everyone loves, this is where the William Hung Automatic, section. Yeah. This is where you can see all the people who aren't going to make it. And you can see some of the people who are like, ooh, I got to keep an eye on that person. Yeah, and cool. they pass over this young girl who had a powerful voice for this other young girl who has famous parents and is known on social media and is pseudo famous herself or pretty much famous herself for going against her mom, who is Kellyanne Conway, crazy Trump aide slash crazy, want to bite your nose off type person, right? So, they gave her a golden ticket, but it's not because she was better than some of these other people. They said, you're not quite ready yet. Like this girl ain't ready either. You heard her voice. She ain't good enough. Anyways, that's just, that's just me being upset about that. My other Cutty Corner shout out goes out to the Oakley Unified School District school board members who resigned this week. <laughs> Oakley? Oakley, baby. You know, they, they didn't realize they were broadcasting their Zoom call to the public. And they were sitting venting to each other about parents being uh, lazy or wanting their babysitters back. Some parents needing babysitters because they want to be able to, you know, get their weed in the middle of the day. But just not not becoming of what you want your school board members to be speaking of, especially on a professional call. It goes to another issue, partially about San Francisco suing their school district over reopening um, and these school boards trying to 
work on something that's going to represent the people, represent their employees, um, staff, teachers in a way that's going to allow them to feel comfortable going back and reopening the schools. We're in a pandemic. So I understand that people want to get back to normal. I understand that people want to get their kids back in school. The benefits of their kids being in-person learning is vital. I will not ever argue that. What I will argue is that right now we're at a precipice of how are we forming and conceptualizing our society and our culture for our future generations right now. And a big part of that is getting them back into school, but also what is the meaning of school? Why are we needing to get them back in school? What is the importance of the public education system in America? Public education has been failing American students forever. And depending on who you are in particular, our American public education system has been performing below a lot of other standards of a, a first world developed country. A lot of us work in education, so we understand the importance of it. We also understand the bureaucracy and some of the shortcomings of our systems that don't allow us to do as much as we could or don't allow our students to thrive as best they could for equity reasons, equality reasons, access, whatever it might be. But forcing schools to reopen by suing the school district or trying to you know, strong arm them to reopen is, I guess, maybe part of the process. But for me, it shows a certain type of entitlement and a lack of reconciliation of the importance of our educational leaders, our educational system, and what it should be accomplishing. Not that these people who were in that Zoom meeting were wrong for some of the things they said. They were venting. They said some things that in certain ways I can agree with in certain times, um, but also was tone deaf and, and not realizing that the stress is on both sides. It's not just it isn't just about all about the teachers and the staff. It isn't all just about the, the families and the students. It's about the community and the society we're trying to build. And if you don't keep that in mind, okay, you're going to be able to cut corners and save money. You're going to be able to privatize certain things or be able to invest less. That is where lies the issue that's happening and showing up with our power grids in Texas and California at times. It is also the issues that are coming up with our school systems. We have to invest in our infrastructure with invest in our future generations through the infrastructure and education as part of that infrastructure. We need to update it. We need to, to, to prioritize it. And not only when it's convenient or not only when it becomes stressful, do we need to prioritize the importance of it. We need to prior, prioritize the importance of it at all times, not when it's a pandemic that's making people realize the importance of having their kids in a social situation, having their kids in-person learning, having somebody to take their kids off their hands so they can go to work and, and feed their family. All these things feed off each other. They're all tied together. We need to make sure that we're updating, maintaining, and, 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 and establishing a baseline for our society and its infrastructure, which education is a part of. And it should be prioritized as such in a way that's going to be equal and equitable, but also going to benefit in perpetuity, not just for this small window, not just get them back in school so we could just have some feel of normalcy. Well, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Um, any final words you guys like to say to our fans out there? No. no stay safe. Time, take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. Uh, Pedro, any other Mac and tips for the for the for the, for the fans out there? Uh, get you some Viagra. <laughs> and an LLC. <laughs> and an LLC. <laughs> no, first of all, you just get an LLC. That's all. <laughs> no, should I? I don't, don't need I don't, no idea. You don't need no ambition. Just LLC. No ambition. I'm doing Pay, now pay your LLC. <laughs> Work for your escort. <laughs> You could pay yourself and then write it off. 
Oh shit. Well, uh, well, thank you to all our fans out there. Thank you to our patrons and uh, the people in the different cities that are listening uh, out there in uh, Chicago or Illinois, uh, Maryland, uh, DC, Texas. Uh, shout out Texas. We, we're praying for y'all. We hope y'all come back from this. Seattle or Washington, Oregon, uh, North Carolina, Sweet. all the different places. Uh, Louisiana sponsorship, Sweden, Svetka, Ireland represent for us uh yeah man uh y'all take it easy keep it sleazy make sure y'all tap in check out our patreon uh patreon.com backslash high score 510 and uh help support us if you can um anything helps but other than that we will leave you with this Directed now, by the same the people my lovely wife she's a fly <laughs> mc and the light of my life so the bus the rhyme without further ado take it away mary sue Jesus Christ is my nigga. <laughs> He's the son of the original G. And he was sent to Earth to elucidate the way that we should be. What? Like if another MC says, you're a freak, you're a lame butt rapper, and your rhymes okay. are weak. I don't get mad, and I don't This critique. is what I didn't I do a long time ago. Somebody needs turn to the other cheek. find I out what his church is. And I don't brag, <laughs> I don't cuss. Are you in the South or the Midwest? I do exude a little Christian swag, and I'm proud to be an American. Jesus Christ is a nigga. Maybe Arkansas. Let his light shine through ya. Let his love pop a cap in your butt and say hallelujah. Jesus Christ is a nigga. They right though. He's a homie MCJC, you see, he's an honest, caring, peace-loving nigga like me. Lord, it gets worse. <laughs> they, said, they said he's a nigga like me. I said, what? Yeah, it went from he's my to <laughs> nigga. he's a. He's, a he's just a nigga. Wow, really? Well, at least they know the truth. They know he's, he's a brother. We'll do a bonus one. Let's do a bonus one real quick for fun. Just Here be happy he gave you a, a decent game that <laughs> isn't disrespectful. <laughs> That's true. That was that was yeah that was that was that was a decent one. I didn't make it. It wasn't too disrespectful. You're like, damn, I fucked up. Let me try to make this shit a little more. Weak. You know what my next guest was gonna be was Jerry Curl. So I wanted to say something about a Jerry Curl. But... <laughs> I was like, That's right. not a person. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Malski is the guest clue giver, and uh, so is Pedro. It's on Malski. Malski, you go first. Formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson and Johnson Mortuary. <laughs> you told me Formaldehyde. How am I supposed to call that? Think along the lines of the last one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Pedro. I gotta come up with a word. Yeah, Can one word. He's got one word, and you only use one word from that phrase. <laughs> can't use a phrase. Yeah, this is hard not to use a phrase. Yeah, it's just... hard not to use a phrase. Yeah, all right, pal. This is it's one word, right? Yep. Doo doo. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Just think about, just think about what I said. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, it's a person. Okay, okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah they're all people. They're all people. It's a person. Do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay, hang on. Them, hit, them two hits is not helping. Uh, John Witherspoon? <laughs> ah, that's not bad. <laughs> that's he, John Witherspoon. He'd be a fan, shit. though. He's yeah. a big fan. Uh, all right, how about. Fan of doo doo? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> the figure. <laughs> uh, Key Ma. Okay, Aaron. Soul. Formaldehyde. Doo doo. Soul. <laughs> Ignore the second one. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that second would have had me all over the place. Um, Who ate shit? Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got it. Now put all this all this together, pal. Please don't. I got one more. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna need at least two more where, where we at. I ain't even I'm gonna give you a word. Kate. Kate. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we get it. Wait, to me? Yeah. Wait, what, what was Aaron's word? Soul. Okay, he didn't get soul. And then cape. Mm-hmm. Soul cape doo-doo. Come on, Aaron, get ready to take the cape. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm 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 more lost now than I was. Um it was cape, soul, and doo-doo. And doo-doo. From Aldehyde. I'm gonna have to figure out what the doo-doo's about. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god. Um all right, pal, you guys throw a name out there. Dude, um Famous person. Give him a countdown to throw a name out. Famous famous person with a cape. Three. And from Aldehyde. Two in soul. Mr. T. Mr. T. Good try, good try. All right, Mosky, back on you. <laughs> this is the one, man. I'm hoping. Godfather. Oh, okay. James Brown. There we go. <laughs> so, Doodoo Brown. Wow. Come on. What the hell, Pedro? That was doing it off. That threw it off. Oh, for itself. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if no, it's famous for Meldehyde. Formaldehyde, because remember he didn't get buried for a long time. Yeah, yeah. that would that would mix. I don't know why he started off with that. He smoked PCP. (laughs) I don't know why he started off with that formaldehyde, but it makes sense. He smoked PCP. That was too hard. Pedro, you should have went Godfather. 